Monday moves majestically, meandering more mysteriously, making many mighty memories. Maybe. Or it's another day like any other, as we all spend time inhabiting a world that alternates constantly between light and dark. However, Charlottesville community engagement is not a tribute to the poetic, but is more concerned with the anecdotal and the wonky. I'm Sean Tubbs, until I am not. On today's program, Albemarle supervisors will hold a special meeting on Wednesday, perhaps to purchase property. We learn from the county executive's office in Albemarle County that there's a new disc golf course at Chris Green Lake. The Commonwealth Transportation Board meets tomorrow in Charlottesville. And the Greenbrier Neighborhood Association has held the second of several candidate forums for three Democratic nominations for city council. Today's first subscriber-supported public service announcement goes to Camp Albemarle, which has for 60 years been a wholesome, rural, rustic, and restful site for youth activities, church groups, civic events, and occasional private programs. Located on 14 acres on the banks of the Mormons River near Free Union, Camp Albemarle continues as a legacy of being a civilian conservation corps project that sought to promote the importance of rural activities. Camp Albemarle seeks support for a plan to winterize the Hamner Lodge, a structure built in 1941 by the CCC and used by every 4th and 5th grade student in Charlottesville and Albemarle for the study of ecology for over 20 years. If this campaign is successful, Camp Albemarle could operate year-round. Consider your support by visiting campalbemarlevaorg slash donate. The next regular meeting of the Albemarle Board of Supervisors is not until June, but the six members will meet in closed session this Wednesday. Virginia's open meetings law allow for elected bodies to discuss certain matters without the public present. The notice for the May 24 meeting cites two provisions of the state code. The first is to discuss or consider the acquisition of real property in the Rivanna Magisterial District. The second is to consult with and be briefed by legal counsel regarding specific legal matters requiring legal advice relating to such acquisition. Immediately after the closed session, supervisors will vote on a resolution to authorize purchase of property and assets. There are no further details, but supervisors will convene in room 241 after this vote to hold a media briefing. In Virginia, a locality's top manager actually performs the business of government and is responsible for executive actions. In Charlottesville, that's interim city manager Michael C. Rogers. In Albemarle, that is county executive Jeff Richardson. Often, reports on what's happening are made to the elected body. On May 17th, Albemarle supervisors got a report from Trevor Henry, the deputy county administrator. They learned there is now a new 18-hole disc golf course at Chris Green Lake. Uh, the development of this new amenity in the northern part of the county was a successful partnership between Parks and Recreation uh, by providing the space and in-kind services of Blue Ridge Disc Golf Club, whose members devoted 1,100 volunteer hours to construct a course. Henry also said graduate students at the University of Virginia School of Architecture have been working with the county to help with the creation of a regional digital equity plan that is being developed by the Broadband Accessibility Office. 
this is in partnership with community organizations, the city of Charlottesville and UVA. Their analysis resulted in several key recommendations that the coalition will incorporate into their final plan as, as that work continues. To learn more about that project, there's a link in the newsletter to the March meeting of the coalition. Henry also had news about the Human Services Alternative Response Team that Albemarle was putting together. The HEARTS team is intended to answer calls where a person is believed to be having a mental health crisis. The team has been formed uh, and will be adjusting the responses based on each situation to ensure the safety and best outcomes for individuals involved and the team members responding. As they are forming, they are beginning training and developing um, uh, protocols to implement the co-responder model. That that work will continue with with procedures and training uh, as they become operational and start responding to mental health calls for service. Henry also reported on the results of an archaeological study from materials uncovered at the location of the former Swan Tavern in Court Square in Charlottesville. That's the site of the future General District Court that will be jointly used by both the city and Albemarle County. These artifacts included a Moravian press pipe, bowls, and uh, antique glass bottles, and more. Uh, the project is a good reminder for the importance of preserving our county's history. The items that were uncovered during this uh, dig period are being cleaned and cataloged, and we expect a final report by the end of this calendar year. More reports from more meetings on the way on Charlottesville Community Engagement. The body that approves funding across the Commonwealth of Virginia for transportation projects will meet this week at the Residence Inn on West Main Street in Charlottesville, steps away from a now-canceled project. The Commonwealth Transportation Board will begin with a workshop at 8.30 a.m. that will feature a large amount of statewide business. One item to watch is a discussion on the fifth round of SmartScale. That's the mechanism that helps decide what transportation projects are funded in Virginia. The CTB will make a final decision in June, but there are three area projects currently in the running. $15.8 million for Avon Street multimodal improvements between Druid Avenue in Charlottesville and Avon Court in Albemarle. Intersection improvements, including a park and ride lot and access management at US 250 and Peter Jefferson Parkway. That's over $20.5 million. And improvements at Belvedere Boulevard and Rio Road intersection in Albemarle County, that's nearly $5 million. On Wednesday is the action meeting, unless the workshop on Tuesday finishes early. Opportunity for public comment is taken at this meeting. The CTV meeting is just steps away from what had been phase one of the West Main streetscape. Charlottesville had slowly assembled money for a nearly $50 million project to be built in four phases, but canceled them last year in order to put that local match toward the renovation and expansion of Buford Middle School. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement. And Charlottesville Community Engagement's continued existence means that many of you support local information. Would you like to support some local businesses as well? Well, the Buy Local campaign is in full swing. And both the Albemarle and Charlottesville offices of economic development want people to consider spending locally as they shop throughout the year. 
The Buy Local campaign highlights small businesses within Charlottesville and Albemarle County. Through a multi-channel, multimedia, promotional, and educational campaign designed to reinforce how important supporting area small businesses is to the local economy. Locally owned independent businesses with a brick and mortar presence in the city or county interested in being featured in the campaign should visit showlocallove.org or contact info at showlocallove.org. For more information, visit them at that website or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, or if you have to, Twitter. One more segment today, and we dip back five days ago to when the Greenbrier Neighborhood Association held the second of many planned candidate forums for the three nominations for Charlottesville City Council and the Democratic Party. The event began with opening statements beginning with Deshad Cooper, who had been unable to attend the May 10th event that I co-hosted with Neil Williamson of the Free Enterprise Forum. Um, as a council member, um, I believe it's crucial that we have an open and honest discussion about the vision of Charlottesville. Um, and I'm here to share my vision. Together, I believe we can work towards a solution um, that will benefit all members of society. Cooper is a social services assistant who said he sees many people struggling with mental health issues who are affected by increases in rent. Um, I think mental health has been overlooked for far, far too long. And the pandemic has put the um, mental health at the forefront. Um, and the people need help now. Former city councilor Bob Fenwick used much of the same opening statement he made at the May 10th forum, but leaned in with his skepticism of the city's ability to provide solutions for one intractable problem. The notion that affordable housing can be addressed with yet another program without better management, including adequate funding for all the peripherals that go with it, is very much in the air. Fenwick said the big issues he is hearing about are the zoning code rewrite, increased property assessments, and public safety. And the biggest issue tonight is probably going to be the zoning rewrite, as well it should be because it has been poorly crafted and is virtually incomprehensible. Challenger Natalie Oshrin also used much of the same opening statement as the May 10th event, but I'll quote different parts in this version. She said her primary job has skills that would apply to her time on council if elected. I've worked in the hospitality industry for over 10 years, mostly planning and organizing weddings. As you might imagine, there's a lot of coordinating and managing, in addition to cajoling and negotiating, that needs to happen to pull off the event successfully and within budget. Oshrin said she supports efforts to build more places to live within the city. I've worked with a lot of people who have to commute from outlying counties for their job in the city, spending close to an hour in the car each way. Our teachers, nurses, firefighters deserve to live in Charlottesville and not be pushed out by high housing costs. Councillor Michael Payne is seeking his second term and also had many of the same introductory comments. For those who don't know me, I grew up in the area. After college, moved back here and worked with Habitat for Humanity Virginia in affordable housing, um, as well as got involved locally in politics through community organizing with Indivisible Charlottesville and the Charlottesville Low Income Housing Coalition, um, and have been on council since January 2020. Payne said the past few years have been difficult for city government, but council has begun to make progress. 
with the adoption of a climate action plan and an affordable housing plan that comes with $10 million a year in funding. We've started to stabilize city staff and build a strong staff team within the city, um, as well as made historic investments in schools and are moving towards being able to create a regional transit authority to strengthen our uh, bus system. Charlottesville Mayor Lloyd Snook also addressed many of the same themes as the May 10th opening statement, beginning with a general slogan for his campaign in 2019. My overall slogan was, let's work together. Let's try to make Charlottesville work again. Snook said he and Payne both voted to adopt that affordable housing plan in March of 2021. And they worked together to identify the funds to invest in the renovation and expansion of Buford Middle School. He said he wants four more years to ensure that work is completed. Not only make sure that Buford gets finished, but also start thinking about the next step in the school reconfiguration process. That's to look at Walker, look at, at the elementary schools. In his opening statement, Snook pointed out that many of Fenwick's critiques of the zoning code were inaccurate, given that a final draft has not yet been presented to council. For more on that topic, take a look at my next column in Seville Weekly out on newsstands Wednesday. Now I have to go write it. But that is the end of this edition, the first Monday edition in quite a while. The perfect situation is when there is one of these a day to keep an eye on the happenings and not happenings of local government. I'm grateful for the hundreds of paid subscribers who are helping me at least attempt to be a one-person timekeeping canine or something like that. You can join them with a contribution through Substack either at the $5 a month, $50 a year, or $200 a year level. And if you do, Ting matches that first payment. And if you join through Patreon, a portion of those proceeds will now go to hire other people to do work to make this newsletter better. That is in keeping with exactly what I want to do with this newsletter, which is to grow it and continue to expand. If you sign up for Ting at a link in the newsletter and enter the promo code community, you're going to get a $75 gift card to the downtown mall, a second month for free, but first, free installation. Thank you to Vraki for the incidental music, which ends the podcast, as always, with this wonderful stinger. Buzz. <laughs>